Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Hey there, if you are taking hormonal birth control pills or any other form of hormonal birth control and you're thinking about coming off of it, weaning off, and trying to balance your hormones without birth control, today's episode is for you. We are going to talk about how to prime your body and prepare for a smooth transition. Now, even if you're not taking birth control, you're going to find a lot of valuable tips and information in today's episode because we're talking about naturally balancing your hormones and how to prepare your body if you haven't been in a good streak of nutrition and lifestyle changes, how to transition into it, how to prepare your body to reverse some of your PCOS symptoms, reduce insulin resistance and inflammation, and ovulate regularly. That's our topic today. And the reason I chose to talk about this is that many women want to come off the pill, but they are scared, right? They're scared of symptoms getting worse. They're scared of rebounding to their previous situation because many women go on the pill to begin with to control PCOS symptoms, things like acne, painful or irregular periods, heavy flow of periods, severe cramping, PMS, All of those things are usually reasons why your doctor may recommend a pill and why you may start taking hormonal birth control. And birth control pills can be incredibly effective in controlling some of these symptoms, especially things like acne or to bring on a bleed if your periods have been missing. But women are realizing that the pill doesn't actually regulate your hormones. It essentially shuts down your own hormone production and it provides synthetic hormones in certain amounts, in measured amounts instead. And that's more of a symptom suppressor than something that fixes your symptoms. So it's really important to know. And I speak to a lot of women who are realizing this and understand how birth control pills work. And I'm saying birth control pill, and I'll say it throughout the episode, but please know I'm referring to any type of hormonal birth control, not just the pill. But women are realizing that the pill is not exactly the solution that they want for their hormones. They're realizing that it's kind of putting a Band-Aid over the symptoms, suppressing them for a while, but then the core issue is still there. And when they do want to come off the pill, chances are these symptoms are going to return unless they're going to do something about it. So a lot of women I speak with want a natural approach. They prefer to do it that way. And they really look to address the hormonal issues of PCOS once and for all without relying on the pill or any other form of hormone therapy. So in order to do that successfully and have a smooth transition without the rebounding of symptoms, there are several things that I recommend you do to prepare your body. And these are steps my clients have taken. And not only are they able to stop birth control, they're also surprised to get their period back within three months or less. And many of them do go on to get pregnant in the following four to six months after coming off of birth control, which is amazing. So it can be done. A lot of women and think that once they come off of birth control, they're not going to have a period. They're going to really struggle. But if you prepare your body the right way, none of that should happen. You should have a nice, smooth transition. And hopefully you're going to continue with those habits and your hormones will stay in balance so that you can ovulate regularly, get pregnant if that's one of your goals, or just feel good in your body without acne or all the other symptoms that have caused you to go on the pill to begin with. 
So let's dive right in with the seven things that you can do right now in order to prepare your body to come off of birth control. The first one is to love up on your gut. Your gut may not seem related to your hormones, but it plays a huge role in hormone balance, especially for PCOS. We know that women with PCOS have been shown in studies to have a different makeup of gut bacteria. And we are not sure, but researchers are thinking that that may be one of the reasons for the predisposition of women with PCOS to insulin resistance and inflammation and high androgen levels. But for our intent and purpose today, I want you to focus on your gut because your gut can not only help balance your hormones, it can also help reduce inflammation. And it's a natural detoxification organ for your body, right? Your gut excretes the toxins from your body and other substances and that includes byproducts of hormone metabolism. And that means when your hormones cycle through your body, they eventually break down and their byproducts, right? The remnants of them need to be excreted from the body. And of course, a healthy gut helps with that, especially when we're talking about estrogen detoxification. There is a designated group of bacteria in your gut, in your microbiome, which is the colony of good and bad bacteria in your gut. We all have both, but what we want is that the good bacteria and the bacteria that's beneficial to our health will dominate. And so this bacteria that's designated for estrogen, it's called the estrobilome. And the whole purpose of this group of bacteria is to make sure that we're detoxifying estrogen properly. And when the gut is not working well, when we don't have good digestive health, these bacteria can do their job. And that would mean that estrogen is recycled back into the body. And with PCOS, we often see high estrogen levels, whether that's just high per se or high in relative terms to progesterone because if someone's not ovulating, they're not making progesterone. And the bottom line is that we don't want more estrogen in our body. We want the body to be able to excrete and detox the estrogen properly. And for that, we need a good, healthy gut. And so how do we love up on our gut? A few different ways. The first one is to, of course, eat a lot of fiber. Fiber is food for your good gut bacteria. And so we want to make sure we're eating a variety of fiber-rich foods when whether that's whole grains, whether that's things like starchy vegetables, fruits and vegetables, beans and legumes. Those are all different foods that provide variety of fiber sources for our gut because each type of bacteria in your gut feeds on certain things, like a little bit of a different diet, but they all love fiber, okay? So that's what's helping them thrive. And so we wanna increase fiber intake. We wanna make sure that we're also eating probiotic rich foods, foods that are, you know, contain good bacteria like Greek yogurt, like cottage cheese, like fermented soy. Those are all things that, and also fermented vegetables, things like kimchi or sauerkraut. That's another good source of probiotics as well as sourdough bread. And so we want to make sure we're including a variety of these vegetables, focusing on fiber, drinking lots of water, and especially working to regulate our bowel habits. Okay, so if you're dealing with diarrhea, constipation, bloating, 
an alternate of both, right? Sometimes people have a little bit of both and it goes back and forth. We want to make sure that we take care of your bowel habits so that the toxins can be eliminated properly, that you're absorbing the nutrients from your food properly, and that your gut cells are nice and healthy. I did a great episode with Erin Judge. She's an IBS dietitian. It's a few months back. I'll link to it in the show notes, but that's a great episode to check out if you're having digestive issues and you're not sure how to deal with them. The second thing you're going to want to do is replenish nutrients. Birth control pills can cause deficiencies and reduce the absorption of certain vitamins and minerals, and that's related back to your gut. Again, so if your gut is not working well and you've been on birth control for a while, you probably have some degree of malabsorption that's preventing you from extracting the most nutrition from your food. And so specifically B12, B6, magnesium, folate, zinc, selenium, These are really important vitamins and minerals for PCOS specifically and for fertility as well. So if you're coming off of birth control to try to get pregnant, you're going to want to pay close attention to replenishing these vitamins and minerals so that your body can be well nourished and start ovulating. Okay. So we know that birth control can deplete these and these are essential for fertility and just overall health, right? So if we're looking at things like magnesium, magnesium, folate, zinc, they're really important for blood pressure regulation, brain function, reducing androgen levels, mood, energy levels, all of these things that women with PCOS tend to really struggle with, plus the fertility component, okay? So many of these nutrients, with the exception of zinc and B12, come from plant-based foods like leafy greens, nuts and seeds. And then in order to get B12 and zinc, you're going to want to include some animal products like eggs, dairy, and lean meats. And I would say that here a comprehensive multivitamin can be a good option, not for everyone, but if your diet is not great and no one's perfect, right? No one's diet is perfect. We want to cover our basis. If you've been on birth control for a while, I don't usually recommend a multivitamin, but a good quality multivitamin that would give you all of these nutrients, plus of course, working on your diet can really help you kind of get up to speed with your nutrients and vitamins and hormones and make sure that you're replenishing everything that the birth control may have depleted. Next up, we're going back to talking about estrogen. Detoxifying estrogen properly is so very important, especially because most birth control pills often contain estrogen and that can accumulate in the body. So if your body doesn't have a good system to detox your estrogen, it's gonna be hard once you come off of birth control to really feel good and control symptoms because high estrogen levels can lead to a lot of negative symptoms like PMS, heavy bleeding, insomnia, headaches. And so we want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to help your body get rid of excess estrogen. So part of it, like we had talked about, is loving up on your gut. But the other thing is to support your liver, okay? And supporting your liver includes a couple of different things. The first one is, again, eating a large variety of cruciferous vegetables, which are also high in fiber. So there's a lot of overlap here, which is great. So eating those cruciferous high fiber vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, leafy greens can really help not only provide the fiber, but also they provide something called indole-3-carbonyl. You don't have to remember this. Don't worry. That's a compound that helps balance estrogen and helps support your liver. Okay. So it supports your liver function and that's 
that's going to help your estrogen get cleared more appropriately. So getting your estrogen detox optimized includes loving up on your liver, loving up on your gut, eating that fiber foods, adding those cruciferous vegetables, as well as adding foods like flax seeds, which we'll talk about in a minute. Now, number four, so that was number three, is also related to your liver, and that's reducing alcohol. I did an episode on alcohol a couple of weeks ago where I talked about specifically how it impacts the liver. So reducing alcohol can benefit your hormones in general, but specifically can benefit the liver because when you're drinking and if you're drinking regularly and in high amounts, it can really overwhelm your liver and not make it available to detox your estrogen levels. So go back to that episode. I gave some tips. Some people choose to go cold turkey. Some people want to reduce the amount and frequency that they drink now before the holidays, this is important. So if alcohol plays a big role in your life and how you socialize, I recommend that you think about it, especially if you want to come off of birth control and go back to the bonus episode that I did a few weeks ago. It talks all about the impact of alcohol and how to wean off or kind of start reducing the amount so that you can still enjoy it, but you're not experiencing the negative impact it can have on your body and hormones. You probably already know that period problems are super common with PCOS, but you know what else is common? Doctors telling women to not worry about it until they're ready to get pregnant and just take birth control pills in the meantime. And that is a big mistake. In fact, that is probably the worst advice for PCOS. Your period is your body's report card. And if you're not currently at least a B plus student, we gotta talk. This is true by the way, even if you're not thinking about having kids now or ever. Getting a healthy period is important for many other reasons except fertility, which is why it needs your attention right now. If you're experiencing long cycles that are more than 35 days apart, if you have heavy, painful bleeding, spotting, or short cycles with bleeding that comes every two to three weeks, it's a clear sign that your hormones need a little TLC. And while birth control can provide temporary relief, it's not a long-term solution. What does work 100% of the time in the long run is changing your diet, taking the right supplements, and learning the healthy habits that will help you ovulate and get a healthy, regular period like clockwork every month. And that is exactly what we do inside my period return plan program. This is a 90-day program to getting your period back without relying on birth control or other medications. Inside the period return plan, you're gonna get a step-by-step -step plan to ovulate and bring back your period. It includes, of course, meal plans, live trainings, private visits with me for specific support and customized guidance, as well as a customized supplement regimen so that you can solve your period problems for good by the time we're done. And I'm doing something I've never done before. I am giving you my period back guarantee. This means that if you don't get your period back by the end of the program, we'll continue working on it until you do for no additional charge. Yep, you're gonna get additional support from me until you meet your goals for absolutely free. I want you to go and check out the details and see what you can expect inside the period return plan. So just go to daphnachazen.com slash period return. daphnachazen.com slash 
period return. You can see all the program details there. You can sign up right on that page. Or if you have more questions and you're not sure if it's the right fit, book a call with me and we'll chat about it. DaphnaChazen.com slash period return. Go check it out. And I cannot wait to work with you inside the program. The next thing to do before coming off of birth control is to regulate your nervous system. And that specifically relates to stress management and improving sleep. And why is this important? Because of course, stress and sleep can really impact your hormones, especially cortisol levels. So when you're constantly stressed, when you're not sleeping well, if you're super run down, it can put your body into fight or flight mode and that can lead to no ovulation. So if you wanna come off of birth control and you wanna get your period back, which of course you do, you need to ovulate. And if your body doesn't perceive the conditions around it to be safe for ovulation because you're too stressed, because you are not sleeping well, well, and your cortisol levels are really high, which can lead to inflammation, systemic inflammation in your whole body, that's not going to be perceived as a good time to ovulate because your body's always trying for you to get pregnant. And so if the conditions are not good, not optimal, it's not going to happen. Ovulation is not going to happen. So focusing on stress reducing techniques, whatever works for you, whether that's gentle movement, taking walks, journaling, meditation, picking up yoga, having alone time, Whatever works for you, I've done a lot of episodes on that. You are responsible for your own mental health just as much as you are for your physical health. And this impacts your hormones majorly. So my recommendation is that before you come off of birth control, you come up with a certain routine that helps calm your nervous system down. And hopefully it's something that's doable and sustainable so you can keep doing it long-term and maintain hormonal balance and reduce cortisol levels that way. The next thing, which is number six, is to lower androgen levels, to focus on reducing those androgen levels, the male hormones, because many women do go on birth control for acne. I know I did. And that was because my testosterone was high. And if you have dealt with high androgen symptoms like acne, hair loss, hair growth, anxiety, and missing periods, and maybe that's one of the reasons that drove you to go on birth control based on your doctor's recommendation, it's a good idea to start working on lowering androgen levels now. And you could do three things in order to achieve that. The first one is very important and that's blood sugar control. We want to control blood sugar, not only because it will reduce anxiety and help you with insulin levels, but also because it can regulate your energy levels and it can really help with ovulation. When your blood sugar is controlled and you don't have too much insulin in the system, you're also not going to have high androgen levels because too much insulin starts acting on your ovaries to increase testosterone levels. So your androgen levels and your insulin levels are closely interconnected. The second thing you want to do is to add androgen lowering foods. There are many of them. I'll give you three examples. Spearmint tea, nuts and seeds, and salmon. Now, if you don't currently eat or drink any of those things, now is a good time to start. And the other thing that you can do is to supplement. And that's the third layer. So you always want to control blood sugar first, then adding those superfoods. I don't really like the word superfoods, but with PCOS, there are actually a few superfoods that really have great function and benefit in your body, specifically for hormones. So 
flax seeds, spearmint tea, salmon, nuts and seeds, all those antioxidants from berries and greens can really help lower androgen levels. But then if all of those things are in place and you're still struggling, you can add supplementation. Supplementation needs to be really tailored to your specific needs. It can just be any supplements you find off of Amazon or see online. That's not a good way to go. But there are really great supplements that can reduce androgen levels right alongside with nutrition. Inside my program, the Period Return Plan, which is great for anyone who wants to come off of birth control and get a period back within 90 days, I give you a customized supplement regimen. So we meet one-on-one three times in order to create a food and supplement plan that's tailored to your specific needs. And it's the only way to go about supplementing if you have PCOS. It's got to be specific to your situation. And last but not least, number seven is reducing toxins. You may not know this, but there are certain toxins all around us in the environment that can mimic the action of hormones. These are called endocrine disruptors, and they can cause imbalances and worsen PCOS symptoms like fatigue, migraines, acne, and even lead to weight gain. So We want to be especially aware of them. It's impossible to eliminate them 100% from your entire day. There are things that you don't control like air pollution or someone smoking next to you. So make sure that you're not getting too anxious and scared about these, but it is important to control the controllables, the things that you do have some say in. And those are the things that you put on your body, the things you ingest, the things you get exposure to that you can actually modify. And we want to be especially careful with plastics and things like phthalates and parabenes in beauty products and in, of course, things that we eat, like using plastic containers, plastic water bottles, heating things in plastic is not great because certain chemicals can leach into the food and especially something called xenoestrogens. These are estrogen mimicking Toxins. Okay, so these are compounds that act like estrogen in our body, and we want to make sure that we reduce our exposure to them. So there are a few great places to start. I'll give you the three easiest ones. And I've done a podcast episode on this in the past. So there's a whole show dedicated to easy ways to reduce toxins. But I would say I want you to think about things you put on your skin, things you ingest, and then stuff you inhale. So removing scents from your body and your environment is really important. So I personally stopped using dryer sheets or softener. I use wool dryer balls, which I bought at Trader Joe's for seven bucks like three years ago, and they're perfect. They I put them in the dryer with the clothes and they do the job. They reduce the static and all of that. And I also try to buy deodorant that doesn't have aluminum in it or any other type of chemical because that goes right next to your lymph nodes in your armpit. So I use native deodorant. Actually, in the podcast episode that I did, I listed all my favorite brands. So I'll definitely link to that in the show notes as well. But I would say reducing the amount of scents and chemicals in beauty products and things you put on your body. If you're using things like Airwick or those scents that you plug into the electricity in your home, I would say that's one to rethink for sure. And then also 
pesticides. So if you can buy certain things organic, and again, I went into so much detail on this in that podcast episode, so go check it out. You don't have to buy everything organic. Most people can't even afford that. That could be very pricey and it's a waste. There are certain things, specific things that you want to buy organic in order to reduce your exposure to pesticides and chemicals. And so that would be a great place to do to kind of remove toxins from your day as well. So plastics, pesticides, things you put on your body like lotions, beauty products, deodorant, those are the places where I would start. I think that's pretty doable. And I think that you can also do it gradually. You don't have to do it overnight. But if you're preparing to come off of birth control, it's really important to reduce toxins because that's just another thing that can disrupt your hormones and prevent the balance from being restored ASAP. Okay. So Something to think about. I want to recap all seven things that we talked about today. All right. Number one is to love up on your gut. Number two is to replenish nutrients. Number three, get your estrogen to detox properly. And remember, we do that with fiber and we do that with supporting the liver, which is number four is reducing alcohol so you can support your liver. Number five was regulating your nervous system. Very important. Number six, work on lowering androgen levels. We talked about blood sugar control. We talked about androgen lowering foods and supplementation. And then number seven is reducing toxins. Now, Inside the period return plan, I teach you this method A to Z. We go deep on these seven principles and many more in order to make sure that if you come off of birth control, you get your period back in 90 days or less. I give you my guarantee that you will get your period back in 90 days or less or else we'll continue working together for no additional charge until you do, okay? This program includes, of course, all the bells and whistles, the meal plans, the grocery lists, but we also have daily chats support, private sessions with me. We have live group calls where you can get the education, the knowledge, and the tools and support that you need in order to be successful. And of course, I'm there with you every step of the way, making sure that you know what to do, you're not feeling overwhelmed or confused, and you have a clear plan to follow, to regulate your hormones, bring your period back, ovulate every month, and feel amazing with PCOS. It is possible, and we're going to work together to make sure it happens. So go to daphnachazen.com slash period return. If you're interested, you can check out all the program details there, as well as book a call with me if you're not sure if it's the right fit. I'd love to chat with you about it. And just keep in mind, the program is almost full. I have very limited spots because there is a lot of one-on-one time with me. I'm limiting the number of people that can come into the program. I have, I think, three spots remaining at the moment. So if you're interested, act on it fast. Doors are closing on November 22nd. So one last time, that's daphnachazen.com slash period return. If you're looking to come off of birth control in the next few months, I hope today's episode gave you some food for thought and tips that you can start implementing. And these things work. You just got to stay consistent and focus on very specific things. And I know that it would help you as you make the transition. All right, I'll see you here again next time. Bye.